Got a church bulletin? You've already uh, the cats already been let out of the bag. But if you don't have one, uh, Lord's got me in First John this morning. If you would. We're going to be in the fifth chapter of First John, beginning reading in the ninth verse, taking me through uh, the fifteenth, if you would. And, and the title of my message this morning is this: This is our record. This is our record. So if you would, please stand in reading of reverence of God's word. We're going to be in 1 John chapter number 5, beginning, Brother Chris, in verse number 9. You've already got that up. Uh, it reads as follows. It says, If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God, which he hath testified of his Son. And he that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness of himself. He that believeth not God made him a liar because he believeth not the record that God gave his son and this is the record that God had given us to us eternal life and this life is in his son and he that hath the son hath life and he that hath not the son hath not life these things have I written unto you that you believe on the same of the son of God that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. Father, thank you for this Holy Scripture that you've given us today. I, I thank you so much. I, I pray once again that you get us out of the way and we're able to see exactly what our record is here today. In Jesus' name I pray, and amen. You may be seated. If you are born of this country, which I'm going to bet all of us is, uh, there is a record just about on everything or every aspect of our life, whether you know and believe it or not. Uh, bless the... Uh, uh, Shiloh's little heart, she's even got a record as, as small as she is. And the and, and first one I can think about is, is the record of birth. All of us, most likely, is, it's documented somewhere that when we was born and where we was born and, 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 and who was a doctor and all that other stuff, that, that's on record. Uh, so that's probably one of the first records that, that each and every one of us could say we all have in common. And I could say even Shiloh falls into this. Uh, or, or the next thing we have... Uh, 
maybe the, the record of, of the school you attended or maybe the record of shots that you had to have before you get in school. You know, we live in a day and age today. you got to have a record of shots to be able to go to school. Now, that would have been me a good excuse, ma'am, not to go to church. I would go to school not to have my shots, but I couldn't use that. Amen? Not in those days anyway. They came at school and would give you shots then, and that's just the way it was. But but nowadays, they have a record of that. And, and then, of course, the other records that we have in our life, we've got records of our driver's license. If you hunt or fish, you got hunting and fishing like There's a record of that. There's so many things that, that, that we've got a record of. Even if you've been arrested or you're a criminal, I see a lot of head shaking. I ain't going to ask you to raise your hands because I know there's criminals in here. I know that. You know, there's a record of that, too. So see, there's a record just about of everything that pertains to our life, believe it or not. And we don't stop and think about it, but they are, Carolyn. And, of course, the life's record that you'll have here on this earth is the record of your death. They call it a death certificate. Before a loved one that you have in your family, I'll, I'll use my mom, for instance, or my dad. Uh, I had to have that record of my dad's death before I could get mom, dad's benefits. Or vice versa, uh, I had to have that record, Brother Dean, to prove that indeed he had passed away. My word wasn't good enough, just like anything else. And one of the things that, that I made mention of earlier, and some of you may know this, uh, uh, Mom's date of birth, and Cheryl, you know this one, uh, was sort of got mixed up. <laughs> uh, in those days, and I know this sounds like in the, in the prehistoric days, uh, a doctor would come by on a horse. And, 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 and it was due for mom to be born. So he, he came and he delivered mom at the house. But by the time he got back to where Harry was going to document that, it was a day or two later than the day she was born. And you think, that's no big deal. Well, let me tell you, you try to apply for Social Security when there's two different days when somebody's born. They will argue up and down, start with A, she wasn't your mama. <laughs> B, she wasn't born on this day. That's what I've always known, May 19th. 1493, whatever day it was, she was born. But you couldn't make him believe it because her record was messed up. Get what I'm trying to say? It wasn't the same. It was conflict in the record of mom's birth. And, and you think, well, that's not that big a deal. Well, when you get older and you start applying for government stuff, it makes a big difference in your life. But, you know, that is just our earthly records. Amen. Uh, that's just the things that we got to deal with here on earth. It's not nothing that we can't deal with. It's just something that sometimes aggravates us, Clarence, that we got to put up with that. <laughs> I want to talk about you, but I want to talk about a, a, a heavenly record that we all have as part of our lives. I think it's a record of maybe being saved. I see ma'am all reading the church bulletin. Right now, she opens it up, and, and there's records in our today, and maybe not exact records, if you would, but there's documentation in there in some people's name on the time that you were reborn through the blood of Christ. Now, that's a pretty good record. You know, and that's a record, they like mom's birth certificate record, uh, that, that, that it don't matter if, if you know exactly the day or not. I know the man that knows the day, amen? And I know the man that, that it means something to whether we know the exact date or not. I can't tell you the exact date. I was saved. I don't know that. I know it was on a Sunday morning. I know that time 
that the Lord convicted me that particular morning because he'd been preaching on us a long time, Brother Clarence, and he knew that as young kids, somewhere in our lives, we had to come to know Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior. We didn't have to know the particulars of, of everything about being saved, but we need to know that where our heavenly home was going to be, that was going to be in heaven, <laughs> and we didn't want to be at that other place. So at that time, I assured my record in heaven, just like most of you have, as Mamo's reading the dates right there in that bulletin. And praise be to God, we've got that record. Now, I wouldn't say this before I get further into our message. If you don't have that record in your life, yeah, if I was you, I'd, I'd be looking for a record sometime. I'd do my utmost best to find out, A, is that record available for me to get? And two, what do I need to do to acquire that record? What did uh, Paul and Silas tell that jailer? All you got to do is believe. Amen. Confess the name of Jesus, and you can retain that record into your life. And that's all you've got to do. Believe in your heart that he rose on that third day, and he defeated death, hell, and the grave. And all we got to do is repent our past sins and he'll forgive us of them no matter what we've done Clarence now and I, and I about imagine there's a few of us in here that wouldn't choir boys growing up even if we were choir boys we probably was mischievous if you know what I mean the most important record in your life is knowing Christ as your Lord and Savior John writes right here, he tells us in the ninth verse uh, that if we receive the witness of men, and here's, here's a good thing about this, uh, the witness of God is greater. Man's witness don't mean nothing. Let me tell you, they'll tell you that he'll make all the difference in the world. He'll tell you that that's what you got to have to get from point A to point B in everywhere in your life. They'll tell you that man, you must do what man says. But let me tell you something. That don't mean nothing to a, to a child of God. Amen. Because it tells me right here in the scriptures that the witness of God is greater than any man could tell you here on this earth. Listen, a lost and dying world will convince you of doing anything in your life and make you believe it if you'll believe it. He'll tell you not going to church is okay. Well, it may be okay, but let me tell you something. I like the hypocrites I attend church with. They mean a lot to me. I have the love of Christ in my heart. And if you'll look back at that fourth chapter, it'll tell you, beloved, if God so outloved us, we ought to love one another. And that's what this is all about. It's the love of Christ that puts into our heart. And that's something that is free for the giving. Something that each and every one of us in this church has has an opportunity and, 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 and a way to be able to acquire that and don't have to pay nothing for. It don't cost us a thing. It's all free, just like faith and grace and our salvation. It's all free for the take it if we'll just take it. But he tells us that the witness of God is greater for the witness of God, which he hath testified of his son, is that he that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in his self. We believe in ourselves. Like I said, I we talked about this morning in Sunday school, and, and Ray, this, this, this rang a bell with me today. And it stirred my heart to think of somebody that don't believe. And it's hurtful. It troubles me. As a pastor and, and a man that Totally believes that you've got to be saved to make it to heaven. You die and leave this world without being saved, there's no hope for you. And I ain't making this up, Mamaw. 
this is what we've been taught all of our lives. This is, and it's been taught all of our lives because this holy scribe has been handed down from generation to generation to generation. And we hand this down to the next generation. It's going to read the same way, Tony. It ain't going to change. I hope and pray we don't ever add or, any, or take away anything from this Bible. If you'll turn back to, to the back of Revelations, he'll tell you what's going to happen to you if you do that. So we don't ever want to do that. And every once in a while we'll misread it or misquote it, and that's by accident. But let me tell you this. I do know this. There's no way that we're going to get to heaven unless we believe what's written in this holy scribe. It's written by holy men, the Bible tells us. It's written by those that, in the New Testament, that followed Christ around. Now, grant you, it may not have been exactly how they said it, but it's what was documented, amen? And it's how they wrote down. Even in the Old Testament, things that were written down uh, in the books of Pentateuch, the books of Moses, it tells us of what Moses went through. And in those books, of what God did with him and how God used him, to free his people from bondage. Fast forward some 2,500 years or 2,000 years rather, how God uses his son to free us from bondage today. The same God, the same freedom, the same bondage. And if we don't know Christ from our from the free pardon of sins, and, and if we've not incorporated him into our lives somehow, some way, we have no hope, Cheryl. If you didn't have no hope in Jesus, you couldn't deal with what's going on in your life today. And I tell you, I wouldn't ask you to do that. It would be hard for you to go and wake up each and every morning worrying about what's going to happen. But see, you serve a higher God, amen? I know that. I've known you for a long time. I know your heart, and I know how you feel toward people. And I know God has given you that passion to love on somebody and believe in him, knowing that through the blood of Christ and by because of the way we love him, we can love our brothers and sisters. And this is what this is all about. And we can talk about this world and how bad a shape it's in, but let me tell you something. You better jump in and hang on, as Mr. Darling says. It's going to get worse. It ain't nothing to God in heaven. He's seen this before. This ain't nothing new to him. Yeah, it may be new to us, but listen, he'll deal with it. Quit pondering on the things of this world that's only temporary. Because if it's temporary, it's not no good, Brother Clarence. It's the things that's not seen that means so much to us in our life it will have eternity written all over it and our faith will get us to that place if we believe in it god's word is greater than man live on that word eat that word be nourished with that word yes our families dad burn if we just want to just smack them in the head and say you could have a v8 <laughs> we all remember that commercial when somebody walk up to somebody and you smack them on the forehead i could have had a v8 we could have had Jesus. That easy. That's simple, Clarence. Ain't nothing hard about what we're doing. Yeah, there's some things you have to give up, but isn't it worth it? What is it that you have to give up that, that God ain't already got his hand on anyway? Is it the things you do in your life? Well, if you know that you got to give them up and you're worried about it, you ought not be doing them again with. When we fall under conviction, that's when God's going to start using you. And I can take you back some 20 years ago, coming this March, where God used me. Now, Kathy and I, it was our destiny, and we made that decision that night in the hospital that we need to get back in church. 
when you get in church. Kathy and I never spent time in church together, Brother Clarence. I had. Kathy's went a little while when she was young in church, but because of her lifestyle, she wasn't able to do and go. And when I got big enough to know better, often I quit going. Dad Burnett, my dad didn't go. My dad get going, I ain't going. So after he quit making me go, I thought it was a good part of my life. But we made that decision in the hospital. If we're going to do this, we're going to do it right. We're not going to be one of these that goes every once in a while, or maybe goes a Sunday or a month, or maybe attends one night a week. That ain't what God would have us to do. We started out, ma'am, not even coming to Sunday school. Who <laughs> on Sunday school? Don't need Sunday school. Until I got to know these people called deacons. Yeah, and there's still some in our midst. But one particular deacon, I thought as much as him as I do the one that's still here. And when I realized that what he was doing for the Lord and what he was investing in Sunday school, that wasn't God's will toward me. So we started coming to Sunday school. And the difference that it made in our lives, because we thought we knew how to, we had all the answers because we believed in what the world was telling us. Until I found out what God was telling us. And when I found out through a godly man and through a godly church and through a godly process, it started to take hold on me. And it put me on a journey that I would never believe some 20 years ago I'd been at today. Michael Kitts always prophesied that I'd be preaching one day, and I said, you are the funniest little boy I've ever seen in my life. God showed him something. Only I didn't see it. It was God's will. It was God's will of everything that's going on in all of our lives. If you're here today, it's God's will that you're here today. And if you're here for a special reason, it's still His will. If you're here for your wife or for your son or for your mother or whatever reason you're here today, if it's just to hear this poor old stupid dumb country preacher preach a little bit of while, praise God He's got you here for a reason. And that's to hear about Jesus. He tells us that he that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in him, but he that believeth not God hath made him a liar. God forbid. Because he believeth not the record that God gave his Son has no hope. If we, as a lost and dying world, do not earnestly and, and wholeheartedly and believe with the bottom of our heart that, that God in heaven gave his son for us that we can retain heaven one day and retain salvation and have a better way and make us better people there's no hope for us I look around here and I, I tell you what I don't see none of that you go outside these doors there's a whole world full talked to the concrete driver the other day and I told him, I sure appreciate you helping me where you did, because he helped me a little bit. And he said, well, I ain't nothing. I said, yeah, it was. I said, God put it on your heart to do that. You didn't get paid to help me, but you helped me anyway. And I said, God bless you for that. And I just wondered how many times you've been told that in your life. Because I tell you what, I seen a countenance in that man's eyes the other day when I told him God bless him that he didn't hear that a lot in his life. Did I plant a seed? I hope I did. It's not going to get watered much these days. We're not getting a lot of rain these days, if you know what I mean. 
but he will bring forth the rain if we plant the seed. And you know, if we plant it on good soil, it'll stay there, Brother Clarence, unless you get a turkey come along and scratch the ground and take that seed up. It's going to make it. I believe that with all my heart. It's just waiting for that rebirth or time of season to be able to be born to this world as we know it. We're no different than the seeds of the earth. God's waiting for each and every one of us to, to be reborn to be, and to regroup as his people. Because one day he's coming back for us. Ray said that this morning. He read it to us this morning. We don't know the day or the hour, and we don't want to know the day or the hour. They had a morning here in this church could stand if we did know the day or hour. You would go absolutely crazy if you knew the day or the hour. And it's not his will that we know that. And this is the record that God hath given to us eternal life. This life is precious. When I think about his son, I think about poor old Joseph finding out that Marie was pregnant with child, knowing that she had never been with anybody. But what made it bad? Knowing that I hadn't been with her either. How do you get past that, Clarence? Tony, how did he deal with, how, how would you deal with that if that was brought to you through message that your girlfriend was pregnant and she ain't ever been with nobody? Unless that angel would come to you and assured you that it was God's doing, then we'd never get through it. No matter how good old fellow you are, there's going to be a stumbling block there somewhere. But he assures us that he takes care of us. He says, he that hath the Son hath life. Those of us that believe, we have eternal life. And he that not, Son of God, hath not life. Also, I remember you was a little old fellow running around this church back a few years ago. I remember you got saved. That's when you got life. That's when it meant something. It meant something. Just like it did when, when I was a nine-year-old boy. At that time, it didn't mean a lot to me, but it does now. Today, it makes a difference. What difference does it make? It means I'm going to heaven instead of hell. That's the difference. And that it should be all you need to know out of this whole cruel world that we live in, that you take care of what God has blessed us with, your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, your great-great-grandchildren, or if you can go even further than that, praise be unto God, you're older than I am, but thank God that he gives us that to be appreciative of. That's his blessings to us. Every time I pray, I thank God for his blessings, and I wish I could, just, I could remember all of them, but you can't. But he does. He tells us in the 13th verse that these things have I written to you that believe on the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life, that you know that you have eternal life, that you know one day you're going to spend time with Jesus in heaven and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. And if you've got one of these church bulletins, it said this. It says, and this is the confidence that we have in him. In other words, without a doubt, the one thing that we can, we can hang our hat on, as the old saying goes, the one thing we can have confidence in is simply this, 
that if we have him, that if we have asked anything according to his will, he will hear us. If we ask anything according to his will, he'll hear us. Pray for my family. Pray for my children. Pray for my son and daughter. Anything that we ask, he'll hear us. I, I didn't make that up, Clarence. I didn't write that down. Listen, if I wrote it down, your Bibles wouldn't say the same thing mine says, but it says that. If you've got the King James Version or whatever version you carry with you to church, most likely it represents what I just got through reading. And let me tell you what, if it's written in the Holy Scroll or the Holy Scribes, if you would, or God's Holy Word or, or the basic instructions before leaving this earth, whatever you want to call it, if it says the same thing that mine says, praise be to God, you're going to heaven one day. And if you pray for something, he can, he'll hear us. Don't walk around with this long face like you got no hope. We got it made, people. Yeah, we've got our aches and pains. Yeah, we fall down and we get up and we fall back down. And then we get back up again. We've got it made. If I stand you beside a lost bro person, Brother Clarence, I'll know the difference. I can see Christ in you, but I can also not see Christ in people. It's a telltale sign. It sticks out like black and white, red and yellow, blue and green. It don't matter. It tells there's a difference there, and you can tell in their countenance. Well, what is that, Pastor? It's the way people look at life and how they how they treat their life and how they look at things each and every day of their life. If you've got this old woe it's me attitude and you hate what's going on in your life, you better start getting things fixed up the way you need to be getting them fixed up because we don't know the day or the hour, Brother Ray, as you said this morning. We don't know. Get the eye for yourself ready. And if I know that he hears us, and we do, we know it, Girl, we prayed too much. Now, a lot of times we don't get what we pray for. Or do we? Do we? I mean, I remember praying for my dad to get better. It wasn't nothing else entirely that mattered in my life. Nothing. Lord, just heal my dad. When he left this old world, it was the worst day of my life. But he healed my daddy. He wasn't sick no more. He wasn't going through no more pain. He wasn't fighting diabetes. His old heart wouldn't give him no trouble no more. He was a healed man. One day, we can, Mamo can lay aside all of our aches and pains. Tony, you can lay aside your sore knees and poor Arlene. The, one of these days, she'll be able to ride, Gunny. And she tell her if she didn't ride him for eight seconds, it don't count. We got to have record of that. That's another thing, thing we got to have record of. One day, it's going to make a difference all of our life. If you serve Christ and you have a heart for Christ, praise be unto God. Praise God. But listen, we got to understand this is more than just a feeling, okay? Our, our walk with Christ and our work with our Heavenly Father is, is more than a feeling. And I say that because of this. That's what most Christians base their life on is feeling. 
You know, feelings are just like that light switch right there. I can cut them off and on. And, and, and I, I, I've threatened, I, I've, I've always said that I could go home, I could go in my bedroom and cut my light off and be in bed before it gets dark. You can't do that. Can you? That's where feelings are. Our belief in Christ isn't based on feelings. It's based on what's got here, here in our hearts. It's, it's based on the commandments that we live our lives by, Brother Clarence. It's based on the inspiration that God gives each and every one of us that we can show a lost and dying world what Christ looks like in our life. And as long as we keep on doing it, somebody's going to see it. And we may not know who that is. He may be a concrete driver. Can't never tell. He may be one of our family members one of these days. We don't know who it's going to be. But God does. And at the end of the day, ain't that all really matter? That we have the approval of our Father in heaven on the way we serve him. Now that's a record. Take it to bank. Want to be proud of, Tony. Want to be how many people have you led to the Lord? Well, I hope and pray I've led several. That's a good record. That's the one you want to improve on. Every day walk of life. Let's stand, shall we?